Hi lads and lassies, welcome to another episode of What's Crack, the Cumbrian Last podcast. Uh, there's four of us here tonight, all in our own home. And who have we got, ladies? Who wants to introduce themselves first? Hi, Dee. Um, hi, Dee, you all right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't really know how I'm feeling today. I, like, I woke up feeling really, really positive and then I was stood in my kitchen making tea before crying. So, yeah, it's just been one of them days. I think I'm due on. I think that's the issue. Oh, well, I'm on, so you can imagine how I feel today. <laughs> all of the food. All of the food, all of the chocolate, and somebody stole my Oreos, and I'm not very happy oh, about it. Oh, no, not the Oreos. Mm, yeah, oh, well, he's in the doghouse. Tack, is that you? Hello, everyone. How are you? Hello, it's Tack. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Any crap? Got my belly full. Um, well, my hair's yellow. <laughs> what was it? If it ain't brassy, it ain't classic. If it ain't brassy, it ain't classy. <laughs> I got a bit of dolly, a little bit of dolly going on, I think. No, it looks pretty good Working for me. Oh, can't, can't say that because of copyright. I'm sure she won't mind. No, I'm sure she'll be fine with it. She's a nice lass. Elle, how are you, lovely? I'm good, thank you. Got a new van today. A new van? Hey, what, like a camper van? Well, it's a, a Renault Traffic. Ooh. For any van enthusiasts out there. But yeah, we're going to turn it into a camper. I can't so, wait a project to add to the list and hopefully it'll be ready for the summer and hopefully we can go to festivals. Festival. I'm going to get straight into it. Did anyone see the Kendall calling line up shop this week? Oh my god. We've got tickets. I did because you were like, oh my God, look at this. Frank Turner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. My future husband is playing a Kendall this (laughs) year. Me and uh, me and Alavod you got tickets. So you you two gonna look at getting tickets. Maybe yeah. I'm. I'm thinking. I mean, I am planning on going to Solfest, and because I've got like a little one, and she's still too young to take to festivals, I always feel guilty for going to festivals without her. Oh, you've got mum guilt. I've got. I get really bad mum guilt. So, like, I just assign myself like maybe one free weekend a summer without her, and then the rest of the weekends I dedicate to her. <laughs> so oh well, I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm going to do Kendall calling this year. Well, if you do or you don't, no, I shall party for me. I'll party for you. I'll party for little D. <laughs> I will party help. for everybody. <laughs> Elle's going to help me. Our fellas yeah. are going to watch and carry us around everywhere because we're not going to be able to walk and I am not going to care. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be a good weekend. I'll try not to piss myself this time. No, no, maybe try not to piss yourself. We'll no. get you a shiwi. Yeah, we'll have to see you a shiwi. They don't work. It just goes down your leg instead. Yeah, but by the time you're halfway into the festival, you don't care. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> just wear a skirt and squat, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, well, it's the bar since we've been doing all for the listeners. So our tea isn't with us this evening. She's got some prayer engagements. But she just sent you apologies and she can't wait for the next one. Oh, we love you, tea. We love you, tea. And, and little T, whose birthday it was. Happy birthday, Aww. little T. Happy birthday. Oh, and we've also got to wish little D a happy birthday. It was little D's birthday as well. Happy birthday, little D. She had the best day, although she did open up all of her presents and then followed with, is that it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I was like, yeah, that's, 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 that's it. Have fun. Enjoy. Have fun. <laughs> How are you, CL? I'm all right, you know. Well, I'm on my period, which is really funny because the last episode that we did, we were talking about me being on my period. So it is a month and I completely forgot to order my cup. Oh, I was going to say that to you, actually. Did you ever go? I think I'm coming on as well. I think we're syncing up, girls. Oh, I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. thing. Yay! I think it's a good thing because you can all just complain together because there's nothing worse (laughs) than being on your period and someone being like, oh. 
gosh, here we go. You're on your period. Time to whinge. But like me and CL had linked up, maybe not last year, the year before. And we would always just have like a little check in. Like, are you on your period? Yeah, I'm on my period too. Or what have you eaten today? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the better question would have been, what haven't you eaten today? <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it was dead funny yesterday. My little dog is he's going through a first season. She started bleeding yesterday, so we've got some of them little doggy nappies. And Mr. C was sitting on the sofa, and my little dog was cuddling into him. And I looked at him, and I was like, oh, isn't it dead funny that me and the dog are having a period at the same time? And he just looked <laughs> me dead in the face and was like, no, no, it fucking isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Two very needy girls. Yeah, a house full of hormones. She's as clingy as you, man. She's eating more than you. It's not fucking funny. <laughs> but no, you know, apart from that, I'm doing all right. I feel like I'm in a, a good place at the minute. There's, I'll tell you what, though, I've been on my soapbox quite a lot. Like, there's a lot going on in the world that's got me very fucking angry. Yeah. Mm. But angry in, like, a not, in, like, in a positive way, as in, like, I want to do something okay. about it. Like, I want to make change. Yeah, like, I want to I want to head up the army, the Cumbrian leg of the women's rights army and shit like that, which is quite good. You wanted to talk about merch. Merch. I did. Tack has worked really hard over the past few weeks on sorting out the website and putting stuff on there. So, listeners, we have now got our candles, which have been on sale for a little while. We've now They're got amazing. They really are as well, actually. Yeah, because I sent some to Elle because she'd not smelt them before and she got them yesterday. What did you make of them? It is absolutely amazing. You know, it smells so nice and the whole room just smells of it. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm going to take it down to the woods and take some pictures because I got to get up them backs. <laughs> so I'm going to take it for a walk. That is lovely, amazing work, Tack. Yeah, they are absolutely amazing. They smell so good. I actually ended up spraying it on my jumper because it smelled that nice. <laughs> I was like, I want to smell a bit all day. Oh, the pillow yeah. spray. Yes, yeah, that's another pillow, pillow spray. Do you know what? With that, I, I normally don't like lavender. And I know T, she said lavender gives it a bad head, doesn't it? Because yeah, she was like, I don't, she, like when I said to her, do you want me to fetch you some to try? She was like, no, it will give me a bad head. But I normally don't like lavender, but I really, really like the, the pillow spray, which it's is lovely, weird. What else did we have? Face masks, which I think have got a dead good storage to them. Because when we looked at naming them and what they were going to be like, we ended up calling them, there was the coal miner's daughter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nuclear glow up which is a kind of ode to Hig Pete and ode to Salafield. Yeah. My grandparents, they both worked. So one of them, worked, so my mum's mum worked in Hig Pete and my dad's dad designed the, you know, the big silver ball that you see on the pictures of Salafield. My dad's dad helped design that, which is really, really good. Oh, so it was kind of, yeah, so when I went to show my mum dad, I was like, oh, it's like an ode to our family. Yeah, it is, not it? Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. It is. Yeah, so they're available now on the website. So it's www.comrealast.co.uk and they're all on sale now. And hopefully that's- we should have some key rings as well sorted out. I've been trying to... Oh, yeah, pissing about with that laser. Yeah, so everything that we're making, we're trying to kind of do in house, make it use Cumbrian companies. The ethos is kind of keep it in Cumbria, use Cumbrian companies to sort of help us along the way, doing loads of collaborations and stuff. I think we've done all right so far. I think we've done really well. I think considering we've done this all from behind a keyboard, we haven't been able to like get in anywhere and graft properly. We've all been sort of not being able to meet up. No, we've all done it all remotely, haven't we? Yeah, we've done it all remotely, haven't we? Yeah, we I think we've done really well. Like, I'm dead excited for the shop to open. Like, I know that quite a lot of... I know, like, a lot of people who are wanting to buy loads of stuff from the shop already. So I'm feeling dead excited. Yeah, so our listeners, we've had a crack. So Tax Friends own Westlake's Hemp, and they're opening a shop on Cleacher River, Brad. They've not released a date yet, have they? No, they haven't. No, I haven't uh, seen a date no. Really. So the guys at Westlake's Hemp have let us sort of have a stand oh, in you know, their the, shop. Yeah. 
yeah, I talked to them and they said that they wanted to support us and support local businesses and women in business. They're just really cool folk. So our stuff's going to be in there. Awesome. Well, as soon as we get an opening, well, yeah, if you let us know when they've got an opening day, we'll try and get up and, um, yeah, we can go and get some pictures and stuff with our stock actually on a shelf, which is dead exciting, really. Because it's, really it's not, amazing. you know Because when we thought, when we said about doing Cumbrian Lass and kind of, we never ever even considered putting them in like a physical shop, did we? We always thought it was always going to be online. It was just going to be online, yeah. It was never sort of considered to have a shop, but well, not have a shop, but have our stuff in a shop. So it is really exciting. It'll be nice for shops to be a thing again, though. I miss going to shops. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like a bit of retail therapy. God, yeah. retail therapy. Remember when that Jesus. used to sort your periods out? I need a spa day. I need a retail therapy day. I need a massage. I need do you know what sauna. we need, girls? Day drinking. Yeah, day drinking. We need a Cumbrian last weekend. I was just about to say, I just need a, a pub. I just need a pub. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think we should have a, I, do you know what I think we should do a day trip to Carlisle and then we should start in Carlisle with tack have a day at the spa yeah. and like a morning spa and then hit the day drinking in Carlisle and get on the last train home although yeah. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel going out drinking after a facial because normally I'm like <laughs> oh yeah me too maybe we just need two days maybe we need to have a nice relaxing day and a big day yeah honestly I Chuck, do you think you'd fit us all in your little flat for a night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we should. Do, I think we should just drink at the spa. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> tell you what, Prosecco? just sack the sack the spa off completely. Just go to let's just go to the pub. Yeah, go to the pub. Yeah, go to the pub. We do like we did when we were in the nineties and just sit in a massage circle. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> what we should do is have like a big day sesh, and then in the morning we can wake up. In our little Cumbrian Lass hoodies, and I'll put our Cumbrian Lass face masks on. Oh yeah, we'll have a little morning chill yeah, that's... together. Oh, a little after morning chill all together. Yeah. Morning after chill. Morning yeah. after chill. Oh, drinking. Oh, poor. <laughs> day drinking. So what's day the crack? So we're recording this on Sunday evening. So tomorrow's Monday. So what's the crack with the new rules for tomorrow? Then what's what can we do and what can we not do? I think it's like—is it up to six people in a garden? Is that right? So you can meet, so it's back to six people outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only five of us. It's doable. There's it is no doable. why we can't. Here's, here's a question for you, and it's one for the listeners as well, really. Me and Dee were talking the other day. At what point are you too old to go and sit down and beck and get pissed? <laughs> We've come to the conclusion that you're never too old. No, like at what point I does it... I don't think you are. Back in the day when you're younger, it's antisocial behaviour. At what point does it stop being antisocial behaviour and an adult's day out? When, when you, you stop drinking white chair. lightning. <laughs> <laughs> when you stop taking white lightning. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, ladies. I've I'll take a I'll picnic blanket still... and some wine. Yeah, and just, it's classy. Yeah, that yeah, makes exactly. it classy. As long as you've got a camping chair with you, no one's going to question what you're doing. Oh, they've got a camping chair, they're having a good time, it's fine. They're a civil person, they've got a camping chair. They'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could do that then. Trains are still running out there. Yeah. 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 Tack, we'll stick yeah. you on a train, you can come through, we can go and sit down by the River Derwent. The, what's the other one? The River Eden. The River Eden gets splattered. The stay at home ends as well tomorrow. Yeah. So you oh, don't have it? to yeah. stay home anymore. They, they are advising that we stay local. But you don't have to stay. It's not stay home. That's not the message anymore. Oh, right. Okay. So work, work. So if I'm in Workington, where can I go? I don't think it technically and what, says. And, and what for? Is Do it let like... me know the Lake District is going to be absolutely chock full of people. Not that there's not Yay. already loads of tourists here. Did you see there was something on Facebook about a lot of people who'd gone camping at Keswick and just left everything everywhere. They left tents. I saw it. Dirty seats. bastards they are. Dirty freaking <laughs> bastards. Pick your shit up. 
you lazy gets. And I think that's the message that we should put out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bastards. Yeah. Dirty I, fucking you know, bastards. You know I, I come from a dirty city and uh, in New Orleans and it's always dirty. It smells of piss and beer. And I love Cumbria, love the Lake District, love hiking, love everything. Like, if I see anybody, if I see you fuckers literally, I'm going to freaking open your backpacks and shove it all in. Don't litter. <laughs> Don't be a dick. No. Come and enjoy the lakes, but take your shit home Speaking with of soap yeah. boxes. <laughs> Big tax already on it. I just don't understand how hard it is. It's not. I don't you know understand what? how hard it is just to pick pick up that food. Do you know what? I will never ever get my head around people leaving tents. Even people too expensive. Even people yeah. leaving tents at festivals. I will never understand that. People who can leave tents at festivals have got more money than fucking cents. Yeah. Just wasteful people. It is just wasteful. The tents that I've had across the years, and I like I've been to a lot of festivals, but I've never had loads of tents. I've had like two, and the go and the or I tell you what, the only time I couldn't bring one home, I went to download in 2012, and it rained. We called it Hurricane Bastard. 2012 download. I tried to dig the tent out to the point of where it was meters and meters of water. People were swimming in the tent doors and out to get the stuff, like actually swimming. They couldn't put the feet on the floor. It was that bad. And that's the only time I've ever had to leave a tent because I physically couldn't dig it out. Yeah. Physically couldn't dig it out. And for anyone that could remember it, it was a bungalow. Can anyone remember the bungalow? That was the nickname of that tent. Well, that's the no, only one that, that's the only one that never came back with me. And it wasn't because I just wanted to. I can't. I'll, I'll never understand people leaving tents. And shit. So why come to the Lake District and leave tents in the forest? Yeah, I know. Like Tuck says, pack your shit up, you dirty bastards. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. We'll get you. It's ridiculous. So hopefully there's not loads more of that on Smacky, the way to Lake District. I hope not. I hope not. I've seen a couple of things on Facebook about um, they're looking at a lot of places are looking at having temporary campsites because they expect such an in because obviously no one can travel abroad yet. And they're saying about doing like staycations and the Lake District's going to be the place to come. So there's loads of different little businesses across the lakes putting like temporary camping site licenses and loads of people have opposed it and loads of people have said that they agree with it. As per usual, you've got two ends of the spectrum and people just got enough about it. I personally, I think it's a good idea because you're not going to stop people coming. No, you're not. They're going to come regardless. They are. If there's a chance that we've got accommodation for people and people are going to make a bit of money and it's going to save businesses, then I 100% think they should do it. But at the same time, it is encouraging more people to come. We do need it in terms of the economy, though. Like my business, we've been closed since Christmas Eve now. Is that how long it's been? Yeah, it feels like forever. I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to go back to work. (laughs) No, the thought Um, terrifies me. But yeah, it'd be amazing for the British economy, though. I don't really think that foreign travel is going to happen this year unfortunately which i am really sad about but at the same time we live in a beautiful country and there's lots of beautiful places we can visit and put money back into the british economy i mean there's a real opportunity there however the main focus at the minute really shouldn't it it Mm. should however have you seen this is the 5k travel fine have you seen this this is this has fucked me right off this i don't understand what this is if you're rich you can go on holiday yeah basically so if you if us if we as a group decided to go on holiday and we booked a plane, got a flight out to, I'll say, I don't know, Czech Republic, Spain, mm. wherever, Italy. If we get caught, it's a £5,000 fine each. If you've not got a valid reason. If you've not got a valid reason. But well, how if, can you get on the plane? But if, we're, if we're a millionaire, then... because the flights are still going out, they can't stop the flights happening. No. But if you've got five grand in the bank and you, if, you, if, you're, if you're David Beckham and you're sat at home and it's going to cost you five football. grand, yeah, if you're a footballer and you decide that you want to go on holiday, it's only going to cost you five grand, you're going to go. So basically, because you're, you're going to spend hundred grand on your LDA anyway, aren't yeah, you? Exactly. exactly. 
Exactly. So if you've got five grand spare per person in your bank account, you're gonna you're gonna do it. So oh, again, yeah, it's so the rich can go on on holiday, but we can't. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like if they're gonna put a fine on things, make it a fine that's like either reflects everybody, so it's a hundred thousand pound fine for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Or it's done on a percentage of your income. Yeah. Just ban travel. We well, don't yeah, need to go that. abroad. I'd rather the country just opened up and we could live something of a life for yeah. a while and reduce the risk of getting different variants because Europe's going mad at the moment. Yeah. yeah. With all these I think, variants I think going these, around. These, these, like, travel operators, you're, is it Tubby and Thomas Cook? and No, Thomas Cook don't exist anymore, do they? Whatever they're called. Oh, these, love holidays, you know, these love holidays and... Uh, holiday pirates yeah mm. all that sort of stuff all the flights that are going to like holiday destinations specific like stop uh, i know the travel companies are more are going to they'll go out of they'll go out of business i know they will and what they're banking on is that people are going to book holidays and then they're going to be able to cancel them but they're not giving refunds now are they no they're not if you book your holiday you've got to keep either rebooking it for when you can go yeah for when you, you can eventually go but you can't get your money back so I just think that they do the need to stop these companies from booking people in to go on holiday. Yeah. And yet it might have an effect on their companies. And I feel awful for the workers and the, the employees and the employers. But I would rather everything else opened, all of us get back off furlough. Yeah. All of us not need any more grants and the money that they'd use for that. Give it yeah. to the, the holiday operators so that we can keep ourselves safe. Bottom line. Yeah. That's, that's my feeling on it anyway. What do you think, Tak? Because you're obviously... I don't, common well, bloody sense. It's common sense. And this government has absolutely zero common sense, as we've seen. They should have shut down the borders. We should be in a completely different place now. And because the whole thing's been mishandled, because they don't know what they're doing, like, they'll shut little cafes and businesses and hairdressers and, you know, nail technicians and stuff. They'll shut them down, but let these multi-million pound companies take the absolute piss and uh, go here, there and everywhere. Like... We all want a holiday. We all want to get out. We've all been stuck. But, like, I think your plan's a good one. You know, get the country open first. Yeah. Think that, you know, Britain first. Because mm-hmm. it's a toll that's taken on people's mental health now. Like, we've all, over the past couple of weeks, we've not been podcasting because we've all had days and we've just all, our mental health has been shit recently. Struggled so much, yeah. And it's just lockdown. It is. My head's fell off so many times. And, and the thing is, the longer it goes on, the worse it's getting, I think. Yeah. Even though, like, my head keeps falling off and then I pick myself up and put myself back together. Although I keep doing that, my recovery time's getting longer. Yeah. So whereas yeah. at the beginning, my head would fall yeah. off for a day and then I'd pull myself together and carry on the next day. Now, my head's falling off on a Monday and it's taken me a week to recover, yeah. to get back on my feet. And everyone that I speak to is, again... I've mentioned it before when we've done the pods that people have reached out to me saying about the mental health being crap and they're really struggling and it's still happening. People are still messaging me. I'm still having conversations with people that are really, really struggling with it. Well, there's people it, dying. There is. There's people dying now. Yeah. There is. You know, it's it, like we've talked about before. It's the new pandemic. It is. And as well, even though, because we said it, what, three, four weeks ago, did you see the spokesperson at the Cumbria CCG has sort of come out and said that there's going to be a pandemic. So I'd be quite interested to see what our the sort of Copeland, Allerdale, Eden. Elle, what's, what's Barrows? South Lakes. South Lakes. I think we're just Barrowing Furnace, actually. Oh, I, yeah? know if, I think we might be Barrowing Furnace and South mm. Lakes. I'd like to see what all of them are sort of... Mm. I, you'd like to think that they're all putting their heads together and sort of thinking to themselves, what are we going to do? I, ho- I hope to God they're putting a strategy in place. I really I don't know if they've got the resources. But, I, but if they've got the... As awful as it sounds, look how they've treated COVID. 
Yeah. I know. The resources that they've put into it, wherever that those resources are coming from, at the end of the day, we're coming out of lockdown now, the resources that we had, they should be switching them over and putting them straight into mental health. Mm-hmm. I can't see our government doing but that. The, the, the problem is, is as good Sorry. as the NHS the mental health side of the NHS has always been lacking so I don't know how they're gonna maybe this is where it changes it's not great to begin with I think I think charities like mine Lighthouse those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head are going to be picking up the slack and it's not on really that the you know charities have to pick up the slack but that's going to be the way it is so I can see some of these big charities you know making a making a push the Samaritans mine Lighthouse making it making a push to you know start picking up some of this slack mm-hmm. i think do you know what i'm gonna make a conscious effort so, um it's weird for me because i'm so used to being in copeland living in allerdale now i'm gonna to write to mark jenkinson he's my mp got mark jenkinson which is allerdale i'm gonna to write to him and say is anything happening l your class is being in are you copeland now i'm copeland yeah trudy harrison jaws you fancy writing a letter to trudy Trudy, yeah. Yeah, Trudy, obviously. We'll have a chat about this after pods. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, all I'll do, for, just for the sake of our listeners, listeners, I'm going to write, write a letter to Mark Jenkinson and just see what he comes back with. And when, when I've got a reply, I'll um, fetch it with me and read it out. Yeah, we'll challenge our local MPs. Yeah, why not? The thing is, it directly affects me. I'm not even going to... Oh, yeah, tack is your... I'm not even going to talk about my... So, John, well, write a letter. And why don't, why don't, I think we should do it collectively. John Stevenson, write a letter and see where we get to. Just asking what our local constabulary yeah, yeah, is going to well, not, not do. Not necessarily the constabulary. I just think, what, like, what are the council going to do to make sure that there's mental health provision for people? Yeah. Well, there, there's my game. I'm not going to bang on about mental health too much because I think we talk about it quite a lot. But I think it's important that we do keep talking yeah, we about do. it. Well, is, that, is that a collective yes? So we are going to write a letter and see what happens? Yeah. yeah. Time oh, change. I, I... So what else has been going on? Is there anything else? Um, what, what else has been going on that's interesting in the news this week? Because that's, well, that's, that's, oh, that's what we've been doing, isn't it? We've decided not to do the themes and we're just going to go with current affairs. So what else has been right, getting vaccine on Vaccine passports. Oh, don't oh. like somebody else start with that because I'll just, I'll explode. <laughs> L. You take <laughs> Well, we spoke about this, didn't we, a few weeks ago? And I f- they had at the time, I think, said that they weren't going to do it. But now I think the crack is that I think Boris was saying last time I checked that it might be a possibility once everyone has been offered a jab that there will be such a thing as a vaccine passport. I think that I think that's against people's human rights. I think you have the right to refuse a, a vaccine, especially if you're a young, fit, healthy person and you deem that you would rather take your chance with COVID than, you know, whatever side effects are. Whatever reason you decide not to have it, it's completely, for whatever reason, if you don't want it, don't get it. It shouldn't be forced upon you. And the fact that they can force things on people, like, I don't want to start going off into conspiracy theories or anything like that. But once they start forcing people to do stuff in order to be able to do stuff, I think you're getting into a really, really... 1984 Orwellian bullshit and I think it's ridiculous soapbox I'd be inclined to agree except that the way that they're doing it's dead sly because it's like we're not we're not taking away your human rights you have every right to refuse a vaccine but if you refuse it you can't go in pubs you can't go to gigs you can't go to festivals, you can't go to sporting events, you can't go on holiday, but they're not forcing you to get the vaccine. But how are you supposed to manage that as a business? I do mm. not need for my business to have to be turning people away at the door. A single person that comes in and says, show me your vaccine passport. I don't no. need to be doing that as part of my business. 
it we're a small well. business we only have a couple of staff no, it's, it just adds so much work yeah but is it not the same as if, if you had a pub which is like asking for id no i don't think so do you it, not think no i don't think so what confuses me about the vaccine passport is that it doesn't affect anyone around you it only affects you do you know what i mean me getting a, a vaccine say if i got a vaccine and then my dad who actually did get covid say if he never decided to get a vaccine again and i got the vaccine but i was still carrying covid from somebody else my dad would still get covid whereas if i didn't have the vaccine but my dad had the vaccine and i was carrying covid but i was fit and healthy my dad would be protected against what i was carrying so it, the only person that it affects is you it doesn't affect others around you the virus can still be spread regardless so i just i can't understand why people are getting but just to play devil's advocate if i am fit and healthy and i get covid and i am asymptomatic and i'm not showing any symptoms even though my mum has had the vaccine it's not 100% fallible so if i get it and i'm asymptomatic and i take it into her house and she gets it and the vaccine doesn't work then I've taken it to her. But also, if COVID is still yeah. in circulation, there's still the chance of it mutating and changing. So I guess they want everyone to get a vaccine to then eradicate it, to then stop right, the okay. chance of it mutating. So even mm. though it might not affect you and you might be asymptomatic, or, you, or it might mutate within you and then change into something that could then be passed on to people okay. and be worse, potentially. I'm glad that you've explained that to me because I couldn't understand that concept of in that case it kind of makes a little bit of sense why they want the vaccine passport when you sort of put it that way even if that's the case I still think it's overstepping I think it's far overstepping I personally feel like part of me is fuming because I feel like they're taking our human rights away but then part of me is like if you haven't had the vaccine, you're coming nowhere near my family. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, I'm very much on both ends of the spectrum. I want mm-hmm. to protect human rights and protect our choice to be able to do things and protect that. But at the same time, it is life or death. Yeah. And I suppose they don't let children into school without vaccines, do they? At least in America, they don't. This is how they eradicated smallpox and, you know, polio and things like that, though, isn't it? With vaccines. Mm. I just think that the most, the most of the people I know that aren't getting vaccines are young, fit, healthy people. And even though they might get it and mutate and pass it on to somebody else, if you've had the vaccine, you're, it, the, 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 the statistics are you are 100% not going to die from it. You might still get COVID if you have had the vaccine. It's still possible to get it, but you won't get the symptoms that is bad to be on a respirator and like life-threatening. Because mm. well, no, there's been, do we know if there's been any reports of people having the vaccine and then getting COVID? Yeah, you can get, you can still get it. Mm. Um, I think it's seventy percent. You're seventy percent protected after the first dose, and I think I might be getting my figures wrong. And then after the second dose, it's like ninety or ninety-five percent about getting it. But if you do get it, it's not deadly. It's not right. fatal. In a hundred percent of the cases, there's nobody that's had the vaccine from COVID that died of COVID. That's interesting. I just, I honestly, this is one of the ones that I just don't know where I stand on it. I just don't know where I stand. I just I got my vaccine on the first. Oh, I, I've had mine. I've had mine. I'm high risk. I got mine a couple of weeks ago and it absolutely wiped me out. Ago. Yeah, makes you tight. Why don't we talk about the symptoms? Because I think that's what I get asked most of when I think, oh, what's it like? You know, what do you like afterwards? And I wasn't ill or anything. I was just really tired for about a week. Mm, I was the same. I'll tell you what, though, my arm was dead sore. And I did. Did you get the AstraZeneca? Yeah. Yeah, so did I. I, uh, I the Oxford. Ill. Is that the Oxford one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, I, got, I tell you what, I got it the day 
the other countries stopped administering it because of oh, um, no. blood clots. And that, uh, honestly, talk about soapboxes, ladies, I fumed that day. They stopped using AstraZeneca because there was a risk of blood clotting. Now, the chances of you getting a blood clot after having the AstraZeneca vaccine, you've got more chance of getting a blood clot if you're on the contraceptive pill. Madness. Like, so what are they going to do? So uh, have they stopped everyone taking the contraceptive pill? Happy bollocks. Well, that's because no. it's women though, isn't it? And not men. <laughs> yeah. So we're allowed to walk around and get blood clots and have this risk of getting it. But as soon as it's the men, yeah. oh, the whole fucking world goes nuts and stops giving out an injection. A vaccine for a deadly disease that's been killing well, millions they- of people for the past for the past year. It's funny that you say that because they actually trial tested um, contraceptives on men. And I, I don't know if it was like a pill or anything. Yeah, I, I, I know this. Yes, it was. It because was a of pill. mood swings and acne and, yeah. um, and depression and anxiety. And I was just like, this is what we fucking have to go through every single day just to not get pregnant. No, honestly, that, do you know what? That's true, that. And I can remember it because it was while I was at uni. And that's exactly what happened. So the, uh, the side effects that we get... All the men had listed that these were the side effects mm-hmm. that they got from their own contraceptive pill, and they um, they, they decided not to carry on with it, not and to they, carry on. No. Yeah, and, and it was and it was never ridiculous. approved. Isn't it absolutely unbelievable? I remember sharing it on Facebook, and I was like, "This is ridiculous! Like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard." And there was loads of men who were like, "Mental health is a serious thing," and I was like, "I know, I have been dealing with it because I've been on the implant for the last three years. This is just generic contraceptive shit. Jump on board." But this like, is, do you know what? My soapbox for the past couple of weeks has been massively, massively influenced by women's rights. I mean, that poor woman, Sarah Everard, what is that all about? That poor girl, I can't imagine what she must have went through and what her family Mm. had gone through. And not only that, it was a copper. Yeah, it's disgusting, isn't it? I mean, obviously, innocent until proven guilty, and he's not being charged. He's not being charged yet, has he? Yeah, he's been charged. He's been arrested, so he must have been charged if he's been arrested. No, do you know, just because he's been arrested doesn't mean he's been charged. You, you can you can arrest someone and then they do the investigation and then they can charge you. Ah, uh, right, okay. They charged him and a woman. So he has been. I'm gonna, he? he has been. They charged, charged him and another woman. So it's a copper, and I just don't understand that vigil. How does everyone feel about that? Because my I, my views seem to piss people off about it. I just feel about the vigil. It broke my heart a little bit to see women being attacked by police officers, which is literally what the vigil was held for. It was really, really, yeah. it was really sad. That that picture that was in the paper of that copper kneeling on that woman's back. It was awful. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And it's absolutely broke my heart. And it's one thing that I have been through a bit of a revelation the past couple of weeks in where I've, I've had this like massive shift. So Dee did my cards, my tarot cards the other night. And what was it? A Cosmo, a Cosmo shift. A cosmic up-leveling. There you Ooh, go. A, a cosmo, cosmic yeah. up-leveling. I, yeah, so I had a cosmic up-leveling and I feel like I've gone from being this victim, <clears throat> which is not a dirty word. Being a victim is not a dirty word. But no, at the moment, not. when you say a victim, it's very much like you're weak and you can't cope with stuff and it makes you a very, you know, just broken person. And that's not true. Being a victim... I think people just see you as, like, fragile and vulnerable because you're a victim and that's not the case. I think if you've been a victim of some any type of abuse... As a woman, I think it you have to come out the other side of it stronger. Otherwise, it would just completely break you down and you would never be able to, I don't know, even lift your head off the pillow some days. I think you have to come out the other end of, of like some type of abuse or being a victim of something 
as a stronger person. Yeah, it empowers you. And this is exactly what's happened with me. So I kind of just had this like pure light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. And it was very much a case of, I have now gone from, basically, for listeners, if you're interested, I did a timeline with my psychotherapist. And what happened was, is we went from uh, zero to 24, still got 10 years left, zero to 24. And I did a timeline of all the trauma and abuse that I've had since the, my whole life. And the majority of it was by men. The majority of it, I've been exploited because of my mental health and because of my disabilities. And it's recognising that there's been a pattern and for the first time in 34 years, I've looked at myself and thought, Do you know what? None of this is your fault. Mm-hmm. And it's been, and I think my whole thought process has been like the catalyst for it has been the women's rights being in the papers and being in the news. And it's that, and the one thing that was like the pinnacle of it for me was when I seen written on a, a billboard, it was a big sign that, say, that said, protect your women. And then it was crossed out in a big red cross. And then underneath it, it was like, no, educate your men. Yeah, it's such a strong message. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? And it's something that's like, it really, really gripped my heart and soul at the minute. And I just think, but well, that's exactly what has happened to me. These men have abused, and I don't mean sexual abuse or anything like that. I don't mean it, the way that it sounds. It's, you know, there's bits and pieces in there that aren't particularly nice, but it's, it's a simple little things like bullying. Yeah. The bullies when I was younger were blokes. Mm-hmm. The abuse that I used to get walking down the street was blokes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at what point... Are we as women going to stand up and say, no, it's not our fault. It absolutely isn't our fault. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. It's not us being weak and, oh, it's only a joke. It's only a laugh. Can you not take a joke? Like, yeah. that that doesn't apply here. That doesn't apply. And I feel like I had this massive, like, yeah, cosmic up-leveling. And I've finally taken charge of it. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy to move forward. And I just think when you look at the way that the world is at the moment, I'm finding it a real challenge not to challenge everything. Every time I see something that's like bullying or something that I don't like, I'm, I'm not just ignoring it anymore. I'm getting dead fight. I'm like, I've, I'm shaking thinking about it. What was that hashtag that people were using? And it was like, if you see something... Just... Choose to challenge. Choose to challenge. It was, yeah, International Women's Day. The, the, the hashtag was choose to challenge. And it yeah. was, if, if you see any form of abuse against women is you were choosing to challenge it and I just think that that's how I'm living my life from now on I'm choosing to challenge things and I'm not going to sit and be a victim and hate myself for things that other people have done we as women should feel more empowered to challenge because I think as women a lot of the time we tend to just kind of be like oh okay then that's fine if that's what you want that's what we'll do because it's down to testosterone at the end of the day really isn't it yes men because the testosterone has been like studies and stuff are more they'll just go and get what they want and do what they want and have the confidence because of the testosterone levels and it's just part of our makeup but it's you know conditioning obviously over the years and years and years as well because I listened to a really interesting podcast I don't know if anyone's heard of the guilty feminist Mm -mm. oh is it good it is good I've not listened to loads I started listening to it a while ago I'm going to pick it up again but they did a really interesting one on apologizing which kind of went over this which is I don't know if you've ever realized but women tend to apologize a hell of a lot more than men just in any given situation we'll go straight to the apology oh I'm sorry Emily I'm sorry on this I'm sorry on that but if you think about a man's reaction to this very rarely will a man Mm -hmm. apologize for it and it's just the way that we've been conditioned to society to be 
and I think they did a challenge themselves you'd have to listen to the podcast themselves I can't remember all the details and rubbish the details but they did a challenge which might be something that's interesting for us to do which was don't apologize for things that you don't have to apologize for for a week and really think about it when you're talking about things Mm -hmm. I would love to take that challenge yeah I would as well because I apologize a lot I say sorry for using someone's toilet (laughs) like why would you apologize for using someone's toilet sorry to the door yeah yeah I say sorry to the door if I run into the door I'm like oh I'm sorry it's a door (laughs) exactly it's nuts and it's something that women just do loads I tell you what my my therapist noticed actually and see if you lot know because you obviously know me the best what's the one line that I use if I ring you if I text you to ask you a question or ask you something what do I say to you sorry to bother you sorry to bother you there you go there you go every single one of you do it I say it all the time all the time. Why? Why am I apologising? And you're my friends. You're my best friends. I say friends. all the time to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, to be fair, you do, you're, not, you're not bothering me. You're not bothering me. You're not bothering me, but I still say it over yeah. and over again. And for, to be yeah, fair, from do. my point of view, I'm not really apologising. I don't really feel like I'm bothering you. It's just a, like, it's just my, it's a way of talking. But the fact that I'm apologising, I do it to use as my friends, knowing that I'm not really bothering you. But when I say it to people who I don't know, and I write it in emails... You do it on the business. You do it on the yeah. Every single business call I've heard you do. It's sorry to bother you. Hello, lovely. Maybe sorry to bother I you. could suggest that we possibly do this if that's okay with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's a man doing that, he'd ring you up and say, "Ah, oh, yeah, I've got this really awesome product. Do you want it? Yeah. yeah. Why don't we do that? Right. That's it, girls. That's our next challenge. So we're writing it. So this is what we're writing. Somebody make a note of this. D. Okay. So for this time, for the next one, we're going to write a letter to our MP. What are we writing a letter about? Mental health. And then the other one is we're going to... Um... You're not going to put one apology in there. No, no, <laughs> we're, not, no we're not apologising and see how far we get. We can report back on it in a couple of weeks. And someone will remember to update T. Update She'll T. have a listen anyway. She'll get the brief. No. Oh. She'll listen to this as soon as it goes up. She's so excited. <laughs> yeah, we miss what... you, T. I know. Come yeah. back to us. I miss her face. I know. We miss you. I think that's, yeah. a, dead, I think that's a dead good challenge. That let's stop. We'll it. set I... a day, and you're not allowed to apologise that day, and you're not allowed to play anything down. No maybes, no possibly's. Direct. Yeah, mum. See, it is funny because I always used to get frustrated at the fact that, like, like you've said, if a man behaves that way, he's like a boss. But if a woman behaves that way, she's a bitch. Yeah. And it's it's just frustrating. It is highly frustrating. I was quite lucky in a household that I was brought up with. My mum was like a strong, powerful woman. And my dad literally worshipped the ground that she walked on. So that's kind of what I grew up watching. And thanks to my mum being as terrifying as she was, I am not scared of big, hairy men. But that doesn't mean that I haven't been a victim of abuse by big scary men even though they don't scare me and they don't necessarily intimidate me to walk past in the street doesn't mean that I haven't been a victim of abuse and I think I'm kind of lucky in that sense but it also makes me angry for the women who are intimidated I'm probably more intimidated by women than I am intimidated by men just because I think women are absolutely amazing and they scare me a little bit with the magnificence but for a person who has still been a victim of abuse by a a big hairy guy a big scary guy I don't know how that would feel for a woman walking down the street who who is even scared just to walk past a man in the street. But isn't it terrifying that that's even a thing? Yeah. Yeah. You're terrified to walk past somebody in the street. 
and you don't even think about it really no. like no. I saw a few people post on social media saying like how many times have you walked down the street with your keys in between your fingers mm-hmm. or rang somebody or something like that. and like you do it and you don't even think you don't realize that you're doing it no, no. I've got a whistle on my keychain I call it the rape whistle mm-hmm. and it's funny like it's like also people like why do you have a whistle on your keychain I'm like oh it's a rape whistle and they're like what what and I was like well, my dad was a, a police officer though and we're not allowed those like little alarms you used to be able to get the little alarms where if you pulled the thing out it would go dead loud yeah the rape alarms yeah but you can't have those anymore can you they don't make them anymore or I've not seen them in ages you're not you're not allowed to carry mace or pepper spray or anything like that it is an interesting fact so them rape alarms I we got them given out to us in a youth club when I was younger and I can remember having one on a keychain and some lad at school had said to me, what's that? And I got out to rape alarm. Who the fuck would want to rape you, you fat fuck? Bullying by a male over the fact that I wanted to protect myself. Yeah. you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And then when I was at uni, we were told that if you were attacked by a bloke, don't scream rape, shout fire. Because if you shout rape, oh, yeah. no one will react. If you shout fire, it affects everybody. Therefore, someone will do something about it. Fucking hell. Ooh, and and do you know what? That, that, that theory, that theory at uni, that theory has been proven. That's not just like somebody hazarding a guess. It was put to the test. Yeah. They've done like a reconstruction of a girl and a man. And the man, they were walking down a street, like crossing over. The man grabbed the girl and pulled her into an alley. Broad daylight. This is at 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And every time she shouted rape, nobody did anything. When she shouted fire, somebody did something to help her. And that, that so was true. It's an absolute disgusting fact, but at least it's handy to know. Yeah, don't shout rape, shout fire. But is it acceptable that we should accept shout fire? No, and you'll get more not. done than shout no. rape. That we need a massive societal shift. But I think it's coming. Everything that's happening at the moment, it's coming. You can, I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. (laughs) Because if it doesn't happen, I'm going to lead the way. (laughs) Yes, CL will make it happen. I will. I absolutely will. I believe in you. Uh, I don't know what you're all laughing for. Like if I'm standing up as chief, you're not like the lieutenants. (laughs) We know. We've learned this. Can't do it on my own. Booked <laughs> it in a diary. You don't need to do it on your own. We've got your back. And this is why we're here. We all find it equally disgusting. Yeah. And I think any woman should. And any man worth his salt should find it disgusting as well. I'm sure and lots like, of men do. They're not all men hashtag that, pe- that men or people have been using. That like, absolutely we know it's not all men. fucked me off. Like, we, we know it's not all men. Nobody's saying your, your brother, uncle, cousin boyfriend husband we're not we're not saying that all men are we're not freaking stupid no you but did, did you hear daniel sloss favorite comedian you know you know i've talked about daniel mm-hmm. sloss yeah he he said it perfectly he did a show called x and it was about women's right i won't go into it because i don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it but basically he says this line in it no it's not all men but if you have one man doing it and nine men standing by doing fuck all you all might as well be doing it yeah yeah. Do you know what and I mean? I if if, if those nine men are just going to stand back and do nothing, then they might as well not fucking be there. Yeah. And that's from his own personal experience as well. Yeah, jeez. I think as well, it's like, yeah, not all men. And I think all women know that it's not all men, but we don't know which men. I've been taken care of by men who I thought were nice people and had complete ulterior motives. So how how can you know? And you don't. And therefore, you feel like you've got to protect yourself from everybody. Yeah, exactly. And that's not fair to the people that are decent. It's not. 
But we've all been in that situation. And isn't it all? You think someone's a decent person and they're just an absolute scumbag. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and I think the more, the more people that talk that about it, the better it's going to get, I think, because it just infused. Like, I, I think with what happened with that um, Not All Men and the Me Too movement, I think the world was shocked at the percentage of women that have experienced abuse. And when I say yeah. abuse, I'm not talking about, like, the hardest abuse of, like, your rapes and your ABHs. I'm, jo- I'm talking about just passing bullying and passing comments and workplace bullying. And, work- and lies. And yeah, because, like, one of the things that used to used to wind me up is, like, when I was in school, the school that I went to didn't have a uniform. And we were told that we weren't allowed to wear strappy tops. And the reason we weren't allowed to wear strappy tops is because it might distract the boys. Teach your boys not to fucking look. Yeah. Teach your boys that a bra strap and a strappy top is nothing to get excited about. And it's teach clothing. the teacher. I mean, the teachers shouldn't be sexualising kids either. That's what really frustrates me. Oh, no, 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 no. You get this. And the male teachers as well. It's disgusting. Why are you looking at my, like, 14-year-old daughter? Why is, like, a 30-plus, 40-year-old man looking at a 15-year-old girl and thinking, I can see her bra strap and that makes me feel uncomfortable? Yeah, that, that's, that's going to distract me and it makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm sorry, It's disgusting. It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. So when they told us not to wear the strappy tops, what did I do? Wear the strappy Wear top. a strappy top. <laughs> Damn right I did. And you know what? My mum backed me and she picked them out in the shop. Of course she did. Yes, Mama. We love Mama mm-hmm. Queen. I think women have faced so much oppression, so much oppression in like different eras as well. And and obviously it was so much worse way back when. And it has gotten progressively better. And I think it's reached this level where men are like, oh, well, you have equal rights. Yeah, but we're still oppressed. Men still have these, we're still sexualized. We're still these vulnerable little women that men want to take advantage of. Like, I'm sorry, but we are. That's how we're perceived and viewed. Like there was a company that I used to work for and it was predominantly run by women. And that's why I loved it. There was so there was women managers everywhere. And every single man that I spoke to in that building had a problem with the fact that it was all women managers. There was maybe like one male, two male. And it was an issue. It was a problem. Well, why is it a problem? Because if it was run predominantly by men, you wouldn't have anything to say about it. Who was the congresswoman? And someone had said, when are you going to stop campaigning? And she was like, when the country's run by women. And, that, and um, everyone was like, oh, ha, 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 very funny. She was like, well, why, why is it funny? It's run by men now. Why isn't there a chance that it's going to be run by women? And it should be. It absolutely should be. Should be. One day, lassies. One day. I had an incident that happened at school when I was 16, 17. And like, to be fair to the the school, like they handled it appropriately. I had a a kid in class. He was trying to unpick my bra straps, talking about my boobs. I asked him to stop and he didn't stop. And I said, if you touch me again, or talk about my boobs again. I'm going to report you for sexual harassment. Oh, no, you're not. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And I did. I raised my hand on a teacher and she's like, yep, I'm already writing your pass to go to the principal's office. His parents got brought in and he got in trouble and he had to write me an apology letter. Good. That's exactly how it should be dealt with. And that's how it should be handled. That's actually a relatively positive outcome. A hundred percent of the women that I know growing up at some point in time in their life as a girl or as a woman have been, you know, not sexually abused in, in the sense of, of sexual assault. But, you know, the boy's trying to touch your boobs on the back of the bus and pinging at your bra strap, making comments, making lists of who has the best boobs, who has the best ass. Like 100% of women I know, 100%. Yeah, it's happened to me. Yeah. I don't think there, there's a girl that I, I know that hasn't suffered some kind of sexual harassment. I'm not, that's a sad world to live in. I feel terrified for little D. Like, 
I am going to have to make such a tough bird out of her because she is going to punch any man that comes within a five foot radius of her. And so she bloody should. And if I and if she doesn't, I will. Thankfully, <laughs> my parents taught me to stand up for myself and they say, if somebody mm-hmm. touches you, if somebody does something that is wrong, speak up and do it. And, yeah. I, and I did. I did speak up. Good. I think the problem with that is so sometimes is that some girls are having the balls to speak up and when they're speaking up, they're speaking to the wrong people. And it's not going anywhere, and they're told, yeah. and they're told, or they were just having a bit of fun, or that's just how it is in the office, mm-hmm. or that's just how it is, and you've got to sort of lie down and take it. And well, no, not anymore. No. And I'm so pleased that all of this stuff's been coming out in the media, and that it's such a talked about topic at the moment because it really has lit a fire under me. I've been something that I've not mentioned a lot on the pod or at all on Cumbria and last really in anything is I've been partaking in some domestic violence workshops after a horrendously abusive relationship and that again is you know it's keeping that fire burning because mm-hmm. I've suddenly realized that it's not just the abuse I've received isn't just from one person it's been a series of lots of other stuff and it's just it's about time we took charge of it and that's mm-hmm. exactly what I think we should do losses I think yeah and do you know what this is exactly where the idea came from for our I am Cumbrian lass t-shirts, didn't it really? So right, I'm going to explain this for your listeners because I think this is important. So Cumbrian lass as a whole, we've always kept our identities a secret. I've been Cumbrian lass now for six, nearly seven years and I always kept it a secret because I always thought, well, yeah, it's me. It's a bit of a, an exaggerated version of me. I like to be a gob on a stick, but I also like to keep my private life private. But I think all of us together kind of have that, you know, when my life fell apart, we all sort of got together and decided, you know, as friends, you supported me through it. And I think Cumbrian lass as a whole is an, an exaggerated version of all of us. And I'd like to think that in the grand scheme of things, Cumbrian lass is an exaggerated version of all of us Cumbrian lasses. And as far as I'm concerned, anyone listen, last listen to the pod or listen to the blogs or is on the website, you are Cumbrian lass too. And you should be standing up for your rights and you should be standing up to the abuse and you should be standing up for mental health. So if you go on our website, again, www.cumbrianlass.co.uk, there is a T-shirt that says, I am Cumbrian lass. And the way that I thought about it, has anyone seen the film Spartacus? <laughs> <laughs> and yes. it's just another, yeah, it's just another way of, I am Spartacus. <laughs> yeah, I am Cumbrian lass, and so are you, and so are you. And together, I'm proud. Cumbrian lass and proud, and together we're gonna change the fucking world. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Just to wrap up, we've got a little blog post out where the, the Cumbria Constabulary or Cumbria Police is asking women a little questionnaire. It takes about two, three, four minutes to complete about how safe you feel in Cumbria, and it's such a small little thing that you can do to help the police understand what more they can be doing for women in Cumbria to protect mm-hmm. us. Yeah, where can that be found? So if you go onto Cumbria Constabulary Facebook page, it's on there. It's a pinned post at the top of there. It's just a survey, and I filled it out. And they've been in contact with me and they want to do an interview with me about my experiences. So when I say all this shit's lit a fire under me and I'm going to do something about it, I'm not fucking about. I really am. And, it, and it's about time we all stood up and made a change. So if you're listening to this, lasses, and you have been abused in any way at all or you've ever felt unsafe in Cumbria, get yourself onto Facebook, Cumbria Constabulary, and fill out the survey. 
you don't and bear in mind the yeah, they're interviewing me but you don't have to do the interview you don't have to give your details you can do it anonymously all you have to do is give your opinion and share your experience right so I've got a little thing that I wanted to do with you girls if that's all right so you yes. get a little piece of paper so I listened to a psychologist called Teal Swan and she likes to play this little game with people when she first meets them just because she likes getting into people's heads so I'd like to do a little game with you guys and listeners you can do it at home if you want just grab yourself a little piece of paper and a pen and I'm just going to ask you three questions and then I'll tell you what they mean but you're not allowed to change your answers once you know what they mean okay so we've got to write down our answers write down color so you've got to choose a color so you got to choose so what's your favorite color and three deep reasons why you like that color so it can't be like I like the color black because I like the color. It's got to be a deep and significant meaning. For example, I like the color teal because it's calming and soothing, blah, 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 blah. So your favorite color and three deep reasons why. Oh, it's the countdown music. I can't remember the countdown. <laughs> yeah. So the Ow. next one you're going to write an animal and you're going to do the same thing with animal. You're going to pick your favorite animal and you're going to list three deep reasons why you like that animal. Why do like, I find I... this hard? I know I can't choose from all of the animals. <laughs> <laughs> so many. It doesn't have to be a real animal, just as long as you have the deep reasons <gasps> why. But you can have anything as long as it isn't that. It could be. I like unicorn because it's magical as fuck. <laughs> I always feel like that. Like when there's the awkward silence, I need to like fill it. We were raving so hard at that. That was absolutely good. <laughs> so the last thing you're gonna write is body of water and that could be anything it could be lake pond ocean water snow boiling water any type of h2o and then your three reasons why are we just supposed to go with like the first thing that comes into our head because that's what i've done no, just i've not thought about favorite. it just your favorite just whatever i think maybe it's best if you don't think too hard about it yeah because okay. it is yeah, emotional are we ready to blow your mind yes so where you've written color, cross out color and write my view of my own personality. <laughs> That's interesting. And then, and then cross out animal and write my ideal partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this works really well, actually. Are we reading these out at the end? Uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely are. We've got to, we've got to. <laughs> and then body of water, cross out body of water and write my view of my own sexuality. <laughs> oh, that's really fucked up. Uh, my own sexuality. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm actually going to cry. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Tack, that's fucking brilliant. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go on. My view of my own personality. So I picked the colour green. Right. But I thought it reminds me of outside. It's fresh and open. And it reminds me of my dad and it reminds me of my sister. Oh. I don't know if I don't know how that works. Family oriented. Yeah. Connection to the outdoors. Yeah. I like that. I don't think I see myself like this, but mine was calm and, and peaceful because my favourite colour is purple. So I see that as like a deep colour. Like a royal purple. Yeah, like a really, really deep purple calm peaceful <laughs> and then the last bit I just put reminds me of my old bedroom 
<laughs> That's what I was so maybe I'm just a nostalgic person which I am because I daydream about the past all the time so that makes a lot of sense mm. I'm quite a nostalgic person but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm calm and peaceful I mean am I calm and peaceful I don't know you bring calm to my life you are the calming influence of my life when I've exploded you calm me down so yeah I would say you are calm as long as I'm calming to other people and I'm only right in my own life that's fine yeah I view you as a very calm and collected person oh my gosh oh that's really nice (laughs) I was listening to something today actually I've started listening to an audiobook sorry to segue a little bit um (laughs) called existential kink and it's like teaching you to embrace your dark sides, which I think it's like I need get to, to know your subconscious. Oh, what was that? I'll send you a link. Yeah, Existential kink. So it was saying you should say to yourself every day in the mirror, I am not the person I view myself as. And you should say that to yourself every single day. Because I, like I think that. I don't know if you find like you talk to other people about how they view you. Like other people view you in a very different way to you view yourself. Just remind yourself every day. I always tell you what my therapist said to me. Everybody's got a different version of you. Yes. Everyone's got a different version, which I find really interesting. You're a different person to every person. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Brace yourself for this shit because this is... Go on, yeah. I'll ask you, what was my favourite colour? Green. Red. Red. Of it's red. Favourite colour is red. And the reason I picked it is because it's like a fire... It's rebellious. <laughs> it's the same colour as blood and life, and it's the same colour that spells danger. <laughs> <laughs> There's my personality yeah, that's, right that's there. that's perfect. <laughs> Spot on. Oh, what was yours, Tak? What, never... what, what, what colour were you? What did you pick? Mine was turquoise. Really? Um, and I can't really remember the reason. Something about it being calming, which I thought, thought the same you d like i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not a calm person <laughs> the thing is something like it was sort of like i can't remember what my answers were but i remember it was turquoise because that's my favorite color yeah and i think it was like it reminds me of the color of the sea and i can't remember what they all were i remember it blowing my absolute freaking mind yeah it's blue mine i that's think blue this is so interesting i think it I blew my mind idea. so much because it's so fucking accurate I'm going to start using it on dates because I think this is a really yeah. good idea to get like a, a um, <laughs> an idea of someone, isn't it? That's a yeah, for idea. sure. Yeah. God, what was the next one? It was your ideal partner, well, wasn't it? Yeah, so mine was a lion. It was courageous, pack-orientated and something Aww. else. I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it blew my mind. So I was like, wow, courageous, you know, pack-orientated, look out for each other, majestic and strong something like that anyway yeah mm. what was yours l mine's quite That's funny I actually you write it down what were we calling jay the other day see grumpy saurus so i put down dinosaur <laughs> 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 so um because it reminds me of like childhood and the freedom that you have when you're a child and it fills me with joy and fun Aww. oh that's so nice yeah so i've got my grumpy saurus <laughs> He does fill me with giant fun, even if he is a Grumpasaurus. <laughs> he, he wears it well, though. He wears it well. He does wear it well. You have the biggest grin on your face. Yeah, you do. <laughs> She's in love. He's on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, digger. Do you, what was your animal? <laughs> Mine was a dog. <laughs> of course because it was. They're happy. They make me happy and they're loyal. 
So mine was very simple, but I suppose oh, that's, that's, that's all so that's, lovely yeah, though. I just think it's it's dead cute, isn't it? I love dogs. <laughs> I don't even care about the partner. The partner can fuck off. I just want a dog. <laughs> that's all I want. I love dogs so much. I love my baby. Right, wait, wait, wait brace yourself for this because again, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I chose a caterpillar because the fat, they turn into a beautiful butterfly and the light green. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. Next. <laughs> oh no. Oh, she's gone. That's it, honestly. And you know what else made me laugh when I was thinking about the butterfly? When I was thinking about the wings and the patterns, like tattoos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fat, tattooed, likes green. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna be sick. I've won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 it's actually brilliant. It's actually brilliant. Go on, then, Elle. What a body of water. What did you have? Oh, this one weirds me out a little bit. I don't know how this links in. Go so, on. my view of my sexuality, <laughs> the sea. But it's because, like, so my favourite body of water is sea. And a lot of it is because it reminds me of my grandparents. Right. <laughs> like childhood memories of going down to, like, swimming in Walney Channel and stuff like that. And going down for walks on the beach. <laughs> and I really like sunsets on the oh, beach. Sex in the sunset. Yeah, Yay! Sex in the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, just, uh, let's just forget about the bit with the grandparents. We'll just go sex in the sunset. Uh, I do think the sea, I love the sea when it's wild, you know. Yeah. Oh, there you go then. <laughs> I do it love is. it. Like I love going down the beach and the sea is just crashing everywhere. So maybe there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're romantic. Yeah, romantic. like walks on the beach are romantic. Walks. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't yeah. say I was a particularly romantic person though. Go on, do Body of water. Um... I don't, I feel like you aren't going to believe me, but this is why I was in fits of laughter before. I like, um, <laughs> I like lakes because, but I'll put like, this is what <clears throat> is maybe going to be a bit confusing. They are calm and quiet. I am not quiet. No. I'm out there right now. <laughs> Sorry, dad, if you listened into this. They have the best wildlife. <laughs> 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 and then because of the way that I speak I, I like to walk around lakes but instead of saying I like to walk around them I've just put I like to make them my bitch <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah. she no she didn't <laughs> oh gosh um <clears throat> yeah <laughs> just gonna leave it there <laughs> oh my god let's move on oh fuck me sideways <laughs> oh right are you ready for this <laughs> no you really know brace <laughs> yourself again <laughs> i chose waterfall because it's fast moving loud and i like the spray on my face <sighs> oh my gosh i'm just snorting <laughs> <sighs> ladies not fucking joking <laughs> oh god she's shown us a paper on zoom oh my gosh I'm, I'm crying oh do you know what right if anyone's still listening to these bollocks 
if anyone's still listening to this, please go and please email us your answers. Oh my gosh! Please. Oh yes, that would please be amazing. Please email us your answers because it's absolutely hysterical. So just to recap, first one, you do your favourite colour and three reasons why, and you've got an animal and the three reasons why it's your favourite animal, and then you've got a body of water and why it's your favourite body of water. Oh, but you know what you received? But if you know, you know the answers, <laughs> but just go and do it yourself. Do it yourself. Email us at um, toplass, T-O-P-L-A-S-S, at cumbrianlass.co.uk. I think you should do it with your friends because you know what it means. So it's going to change your answers if you know what it means. So I'm do actually, it to your friends and tell us their answers. I'm going to play this game tonight with my girl group chat actually see you're in that group chat so i'm gonna do it in there yeah. tonight and i think we should ask all of them the questions i think they'd be well into it yeah i've got a couple of groups i'm gonna put it in and see how far we get yeah. but honestly lassies i've had so much fun tonight it's been an absolute pleasure and i think on such a high note ladies let's just leave it there guys we will see you in a couple of weeks time possibly a week see how see what happens if our head falls off it doesn't it doesn't but thank you for listening thank you for sticking with us thank you for looking at the website please go and have a look at our merch and i implore you to get yourself an i am cumbrian last t-shirt just because we are all one and that's what we're celebrating once again thank you thank you for being here and we will see you soon bye bye